What's up and welcome back to another edition of Major League Talk episode 63. I'm your host, J.D. Johnstone, alongside me always is Tito and De Palma. It's popping, boys. Hey. <laughs> so a lot's happened. Um, the Dodgers have finally won the World Series. Um, I'm happy for them. Uh, I was talking to De Palma beforehand. I didn't really have too much care for who won. I was rooting for the Dodgers. Um, you know, the, the, the Rays did beat the Yankees, so I had a little bit of beef there, but, um, I'm really glad that just Clayton Kershaw finally got a ring. Um, did you guys enjoy the series? I know Dino, we were talking about how, like, it wasn't that great of like a product that was being put out. Like it wasn't like something spectacular that was going to be hyped up. Um, did you guys even watch it? I mean, I, I, I watched it. I can't say that I watched a full game out to out, um, I can say that I definitely tuned in. It was an entertaining series. I thought it gave you everything you kind of wanted, but like I'm having a problem with playoff baseball nowadays. I don't. And, and I, and I reached this conclusion after game six, I don't like the whole travel baseball model of throwing 15 guys. What was God, that? That was God. so loud. You guys heard that? Yeah. It wasn't me. It was definitely me. Uh, I don't like the model of throwing guys for an inning, like the opener. I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. I don't like watching 13 different pitchers throw in a game. That's just not my my old school October baseball, where you have your guys and that's that, and you hope to push a game seven because then you finally get your guy back. So I'm having a hard time watching playoffs, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a very entertaining series. I mean, it was back and forth the whole way. I thought it was uh, like you couldn't ask for anything better other than that. Game. Um, you know, running away with the game too. I also like that. Um, you know, I think it's cool to see the Dodgers do it. You know, it, it had taken them what three years in a row to get there to finally win one. Um, wouldn't mind seeing the Rays win one either there, uh, but. Dino, like with what you're talking about, with every dude comes into pitching inning too, but like that's what got Tampa there too. So they rode their bullpen. You know, maybe they can't do that in a 162 game season, but a 60 game season with a little playoffs, you can ride that bullpen. You know, one dude has his inning every single time. Yeah, the Dodgers are there in 17, 18, 19. The Nationals won. They lost mm-hmm. to the Nationals, and they were back there this year. They finally won. Um, they're already talking about, I saw like them making like one of those like documentaries about them. I don't know if we need oh, to go that far. Like if it yeah. was like a huge dynasty, like, I mean, they made it three times and they, and they lost twice. So, you know what I mean? Like this team was supposed to win. Yeah. Like, like, they, forget. they escaped being in the same conversation as the Buffalo bills. Not a lot of people know, but like, I think the bills went to like four or five straight super bowls and lost every single one of them. So like they would have gone down in history as one of those teams that, you know, couldn't win the big one. So that was a huge for for their legacy wise. Yeah, I know. I'm not trying to be like one of those Debbie Downer guys, like trying to find something negative to say, but like right. they were supposed to win. You know what I mean? Like the Rays were exactly. the Rays were exactly. a good team, but no one picked them to like even make the World Series. Everyone knew they were gonna make the playoffs, but the Dodgers were expected to win win the World Series, if not at least get to the World Series. But now that Clayton Kershaw 
um, finally has a ring. You know, you saw the face, his light up, uh, his face light up with excitement. Do you consider him a goat now? Because this was a question that was all over MLB Network, and I have some mixed feelings about it. I'll go first, I guess. I mean, I think he's a great pitcher. I think he is a goat. Um, but in the playoffs, he did. He hasn't been like this dominant dude. He was this time around. He did very well. Um, but then they popped up this question, and this is the question that I didn't really agree with. They said, if he's a goat, is he the greatest pitcher of the 21st century? And I say no. He's no, one of them. He's not the best. No, absolutely not. Um, don't get me wrong, dude. I, I, I love I love watching him pitch. I think he's a dog. You know, his lifetime record is 175 and 76. You know, like you can't you can't put that past him. And I think he gets a lot of um, I think he gets a lot of backlash for his playoff stats. And I think mm-hmm. it's kind of unfair. You know, he. How can I how can I phrase this? I like, well, I'll tell look, you one thing that that ERA isn't going to be as high if you take out those Astros games. Well, but but that like that's. Wait. When? While well, looking up the stats. Oh, you... in in twenty seventeen, mm-hmm. he only threw one against them. So that's mm-hmm. what I that's what I went back and looked at was like I started looking at like the numbers are one thing. Looking at the teams that he faced, because I think that sways the numbers pretty heavily, you know. And when you when you start looking at this, you know, he went zero and two in the playoffs. Against, or I'm sorry, he went 0-2 in the World Series against the Sox in 2018, you know, and the Sox were loaded, you know, so like there's, there's just no, I, I can't look at these numbers, like did the, did the ERA balloon a couple times? Yeah, like his, his postseason ERA is a 4-1-9, like it's, that's up there, right, but he's also thrown 189 innings in the postseason and has 207 strikeouts, mm-hmm. you know, so like the numbers are there for him. He did get rocked in 2014 in the NLDS against the Cardinals. Okay, and if memory serves me correctly, in 2014, Giants won. The Giants won, which is the—I mean, essentially like the like the well, that was the the third year of their little dynasty, right? That was the last time they won against the Royals, and then the Royals won the next year against the Mets. Yeah, so you know he went one and one against Milwaukee in the NLCS in 2018. They were loaded. He went zero and one against the the Nats in the NLDS, which one start you kind of throw away. But this year in the playoffs, you know, shoved against Milwaukee in the wild card, shoved against the Padres, and I believe he pitched against the Braves and got lit a little bit. And then he shoved in two games in the world series. So like, I, I, I love Kershaw. Do I consider him the greatest of all time? No, I would never even have him in the conversation of the greatest lefty of all time in the playoffs. You know, do I think he's a really good pitcher? Of course I do. Do I think I would love to have him? Yes. However, so hard to have that conversation when you're in a league for 10 years with no DH. So so hard. True, but but what I'm talking about, I agree with you. But I'm also talking about the 21st century. Is he the greatest pitcher of like this century that we're in since no. 2000? No, okay. 
No, I think I don't. Th- I don't think he is. I think he's got to be in that conversation, though. Like when you take, yeah. like his his career, his regular season career is filthy. Like it's just downright disgusting. Like some of these uh, two four three ERA. Like the dude had uh, three hundred strikeouts one year. Like that's insane. Um, a couple years of like sub two ERAs too. Like it's ridiculous. So. But the part of that is the postseason. You got to factor that in. And even though he did deal this year, uh, it's that perception of he couldn't pitch in the postseason. And people are even, you know, saying that now too, like that he kind of got lucky. That wasn't, you know, the Kershaw we've always seen, though. But I think of the 21st century, yeah, I think he's in that conversation. He's probably top four, top five, in my opinion. Yeah, I can, I, I can buy that. I can buy that. I mean, I'm always going to be biased, but I think it's Scherzer just because he's my favorite. But I also think of Verlander. That's another one I always think of because I think of the Astros and he was there with the Tigers. I mean, you have to include John Lester on this list. Yeah, in his prime, he was almost unheadable. You know, so like when you look at and if Sale continued to to dominate, you know what I yep. mean? Like there there are a lot of great pitchers out there. And David Price is probably the one that sticks out the most of having struggles in the postseason similar to Kershaw. Big money contracts, too. Both big money contracts. Yeah, you know, like, you can get it done. But I think once you get to the playoffs, like, all that stuff kind of has to go out the window. Like, that's a war of attrition at that point. And, like, you know, Snell, Snell's postgame was awesome in game six. You know, he, he scouted that, that lineup so hard. Right. From a pitching perspective, you have to assume from a hitting perspective, it is scouted just as hard. So Mm -hmm. like it's really difficult naturally to hit. Let's just, you know, it's the most (laughs) difficult thing to do. It's really difficult. However, when you add the the scouting aspect to it. It and the filth these guys are throwing yeah dude it multiplies like not only not only okay they know every single cold spot on every like there's a reason why those guys have have index cards in their back pocket every inning there's a reason why the rays go for outfielders like it is just absolutely a, a game of chess and it's fun to watch but it's also frustrating to watch and so i don't speak- know Go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I'll just say, so, I mean, just speaking of that too, that those analytics, those analytics got the raise there. That's like one of their, their, their cornerstone things in the organization. Did it, he, did he blow it? Did Kevin Cash blow it there at the end? Not sticking with this dude. He, He had said at the start, this is exactly what he wanted to do. He wanted to, you know, he had, he had his notes and his system, but you know, Popular opinion says no. You got to admit, especially what he did to the top uh, three guys in that lineup already. I mean, you got to feel like you have to feel like at a certain point, managers have to go off a of feel. And I don't think he went off a of feel there. He, um, he played it by the book. I'm pretty sure it was Jedi. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. Was it second and third? No outs when he pulled him. Mm-mm. Yeah, I no. I just think that there was only runner on first single, the single, and then the next One hitter. He bets and he hit the double, and then it was second and third. Okay, so it, he gave up the single. He got the first out, gave up the single, then he got pulled, and then dude comes in and gives up two. Now, <clears throat> I in a guy who had given up a, it, at least it, one run in every inning that he pitched in the postseason. I don't even know if he gave up a hit, Nick Anderson. He threw a wild pitch, and then that's how. <laughs> the guy that singled scored, and then I think it was Corey Seager hit a 
a ground ball to first base, and then that's how Mookie scored, and then it was two one. Yep. So wait, so who gave up the double? Anderson. Nick Anderson. Oh, so he did give up a hit, yeah. Okay. So and it's and it's and it's crazy when we have this conversation because I've been talking about this with a lot of people, especially like, you know, regarding Chapman and all that. You bring in a reliever and they give up one hit and that one hit just buries you. You know? So like it it's difficult for a reliever to do his job because you're expected to be perfect every time you come in. Um so I understand Cash's perspective on both. You know, do I personally and like I understand the two point of views. However, I am on the side of it's the last game of the year potentially. You got to roll your guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's totally. he's, the, he's one of the, he's probably the face of the franchise. Roll your guy until he can't throw anymore. You know, I think it was the 2001 World Series against the Diamondbacks when um what was his name? Bru- uh, 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 what was the manager of the Diamondbacks? Um, uh, Bob Brenly. Uh, the mustache. Yeah, Bob Brenly. He went to Schilling in the eighth in or in the seventh inning and said, "You're done." And it was the night that Tino went yard off of Young Young Kim, mm-hmm. and Schilling was like, "No, dude, I'm good." And he was like, "Well, you know, like we got." Yeah, and I remember the video. <laughs> you got Bion, so, dude. He's like, he's like, we got BK locked and loaded, and he was locked and loaded all year. Yeah, and that's the model that they went with, and they got burnt. And Schilling's response after the game was, "Look, no matter how I feel, I feel like whatever I have left is whatever is better than whatever you're going to bring in." It's a true competitor, right there. So, like, I felt like Snell was good for. He only threw seventy three pitches. I thought he yep. was good for another two or three innings. To be honest with you. At least at the minimum getting through that inning. Exactly. I think he would have at least gotten you to the seventh. But having said that, the Rays pen is so good. (laughs) I am so sick of them talking about how good the Yankees bullpen is when they get to the playoffs. The Rays bullpen is the best in baseball. They got a bunch of no-name guys, if you don't follow baseball that hard, who throw the shit out of it. (laughs) And and not one from any the same arm angle. Yeah, exactly. And 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 when you have to feel in a one nothing ball game that you can trust your guys to get you out, and they have all year. So I respect the decision, but baseball is that sport, and we talk about it all the time. You damned if you do, you damned if you don't. And it was a 2020 hindsight thing that fans absolutely laid into him. But if you were to tell me that cash is the reason why they lost that series, there's just no chance. They were, they were, they did not play well enough to win. Yeah. But do you also think that he gets a little blame? Cause, uh, one of the questions that I wrote down was Girardi was fired basically for the same thing. What happened in Cleveland, even though the Yankees ended up getting out of that, that's why he got, uh, okay, uh, but understand That's New York versus Tampa. Yeah, understand the expectations for each organization. You know what I mean? Like that that organization, they expect it. Did they expect to make the playoffs? Yes. Did they expect to win the division? Probably not. Did they expect to win the first round? Yeah. Did they expect to win the second round? Probably not. You know? Did they expect to get to the World Series? Probably not. You know? So like, did I read something that the rate that this is the first series? playoff series the Rays lost in their franchise history? I believe it is. Like, is no, did I read no, that right? No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 it was the Marlins. The Marlins. 
It was the Marlins. My bad. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I say, no, no. The Rays like, were in the World Series twice now. They they lost to yeah, they lost the Phillies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, the year. I, Longoria. I was that. way off. Yeah. Dude, but, but look, um, the Rays. The Rays are 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 one piece away. They're one piece away. I I think I don't think they need arms. I think they may need a starter that can eat some innings. But I, I think realistically speaking, I think they're 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 missing a bat. They're missing w- one bat in that lineup, you know. And I hate to say this because it's going to make me sick, you know. DJ. They're mi- missing a DJ LeMahieu, you know. <laughs> like they they just they are. They're, and to be honest with you, every baseball team is missing a DJ LeMahieu where you can just right. hit to all fields, you know. But they need like a Rosa Reina. I don't care what anyone says; he's a top ten b- baseball player in, in the league. Whoa. Oh, I have mixed feelings about that. I'm just waiting for him to come back next season and bat like 156 and no one ever hears from him again. Because you already know every single team is going to be analyzing the crap out of him throughout the whole entire offseason to know exactly what he can't hit. I'll already tell you right now, change up. Can't hit a change up. Yeah, you know what I mean? And it's nothing. I don't have a problem with him. It's just like he did great because no one knew who he was. You know what I mean? And he was a hot hitter. And he has power, obviously, but like no one knows who he is. You know what I mean? No one had probably a lot of stuff on him. It was his second year in the big leagues, and the first year he barely played with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I mean, still goes down as one of the hottest postseasons ever. Oh yeah, for sure. And who did the Rays play in the uh, ALCS? The Yankees. Why? No, they didn't. The Rays, the ALCS. No, the Yankees and Rays was a best of five. That was the DS. Then they played the Astros. Okay, the the Astros. After the Astros series, I'm pretty sure everybody in fucking baseball knew who he was. (laughs) I I understand that, but now there's an entire like four months to analyze this dude's swing and have all the nerds. I'm just saying, I understand. However. The guy hit fucking nine jacks against the Yanks and Astros. I'm like, not taking like, that away from him. Like everyone knew who he was. You know, he, he he's a, he's a 40-40 candidate. I'm not taking that away from him. I'm just I was just saying what my opinion was is that I don't think he's gonna go out next year and hit like 60 home runs. I don't I don't see that happening. I, I think, see him maybe I, hitting I, 20. I think he hit 35. Hmm. I think he hits thirty-five plus. Book it right now. He hits thirty-five plus, and he and he and he, and he hits two ninety-eight. Hundred RBIs. D. Real quick, we have to talk about this because I also have a little bit of mixed feelings about this. Um, game four. That was the the game that Chris Taylor bobbled the ball, threw it um, to the catcher, and then he was dead out. And then Will Smith, the catcher, like bobbled it, and then Rosarena scored, um, and the Rays walked it off and won. I'm not going to lie. I really think Dave Roberts is one of the worst managers in baseball. And he gets kind of covered by it because the Dodgers are just so good that like his mistakes don't affect him almost. Elaborate. The, I don't the, know. Are you talking about every bringing time, in Jansen? Every time I see this dude in the playoffs, it looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, like I'm not being mean. It's just my opinion. I'm glad he finally won one because if he went there three times and won nothing with the team that the Dodgers have, that's bad. He wouldn't so have I'm been glad back. They, finally got one. they would. They would have fired him. Um, 
I don't like Dave Roberts. I don't like his face. I don't like anything about him. Ever goes since, back to when he was a Red Sox. Ever since 2004, I do not like it's Dave stable. Roberts. <laughs> you know, everybody in, in the country knew that he was going to try and swipe second in that series, and we still couldn't throw him out. I, and, I, and, and I believe we pitched out in one of them, too. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I don't like Dave Roberts. I think you're right. I think he, his, his, his managerial decisions get overlooked because of how good the Dodgers are. However, the way that that game ended was just like, the, that, that was the one game I watched the most of. And when I tell you the fifth through the ninth, was fantastic baseball. It was so good. It was so good. I fell never, asleep in the eighth inning. I was so pissed. I fell asleep in the top of the ninth with two outs. <laughs> you know, so like I was pissed. <laughs> but part of me was like watching that game. I was like, Rays are going to win this game because that's just the way that, that the game was going back and forth, back and forth. Now, yeah. I didn't think I was going to wake up and see a game winning play like that. You know, awesome. He was hosed if that's a good th- or if uh, he holds on to that ball, too. Hundred percent. He's out by ten Post. feet. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I'm being generous by saying ten. I think he's out by forty. But having said that, the old model, uh, or the the old motto of they got to make a perfect play to get you out. Put the pressure on him. You know, he booted it. The the relay was perfect. The throw was a little off. Arosa Rain had never stopped running. You've already tied the game. At that point, you're going to have two outs with a man on third, probably by the mm-hmm. time, the, or, or at least second in scoring position with two outs. Because I think there was one out when the ball was hit. So, worst case scenario, a Rosarena gets banged out. You have man on second, two outs. You still need a big hit to win the game. So, like, I love the move. I just, I, I don't understand. And, and this is where, like, the, the, if the ballpark was empty, there's no need for, that catcher to rush that play. But because there's even a little bit of fans in there, I think the noise and everything, he probably didn't hear anything. Mm. So he just rushed the tag. I've never seen that in my life where the, where the ball comes out of the glove on a swipe tag. Yeah, that was wild. And I think they, they said like almost the entire crowd was Dodgers fans too. So, you know, they're probably going crazy with the, with the play happening. hundred percent. Now we talked about this before, but I thought we'd just bring it up again real quick. At what point does baseball stop looking at analytics and just starts playing baseball? We were talking about before Kevin Cash might have cost himself the World Series because even the king of analytics ended up defeating himself. Yeah, and they lost on the opener game, which is just poetic justice. <laughs> um, I think we're past that threshold already. I don't think it's you're in an analytical world now. Yeah, I think we, we passed the tipping point a couple of years ago. Unfortunately, I mean, I guess I, I see, I don't want, that's not necessarily true, like totally unfortunate. Like there are things that, you know, it can be used for and like how it can improve. But, you know, anytime it becomes a numbers game, you try and beat the system. You got to, and you find ways, um, you know, like launch angle, like it looks great and it's efficient and like, you know, you can score more, you know, more runs with, you know, higher launch angles, but you know, the game itself suffers then. So I think there can be good things to it, but you know, ultimately I think there's too many negative things about it. I, I hope they keep the, uh, was the, the three batter minimum rule. Is that official or was that just this year to try it out? I think that's official. Yeah, it is. Okay, right. good. I'm not a fan I like of that, that rule. See, I like it. I think it requires you to manage more. 
It does. <clears throat> However, it, it like, hurts people like Kevin Cash. I'd say because Kevin Cash would always go out there. Like I just remember like watching Yankee games. He'd go out there, put an Aaron loop against like DD Gregorius, and then go to a righty when Gary Sanchez is coming up and then he'd throw the sidearm dude that's a righty and then he'd pull him and then throw Oliver Drake that throws like completely overhead and it was like he used like three pitchers and like three three batters and it was like dude yeah I mean I don't know I'm torn on it I'm old school where it's like I like playoff baseball games potentially going six hours um I miss those days where it was like two o'clock in the morning you know (laughs) and you're the next day yeah and you're and you're in the 14th (laughs) <laughs> you know, and you, and you're you realize you've saved that one long reliever, and the game's his. I like that. I I but I also don't like six hour baseball games. That right? You know, it's like a it's a double edged sword. I will tell you this: it, it it annoys me that Launch Angle has been around for years. It's just somebody all of a sudden termed the co- or coined the phrase Launch Angle and put a definition behind it. And now, on every home run, you have the Launch Angle and Exit Velocity. Like you either hit a ball hard or you don't, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I don't need a, I don't need metrics. Like anyone who ever played baseball can tell if a ball was hit hard based on sound, you know? Um, and we're going to have to bring Corey back on the show. Cause I had an amazing conversation with him the other day about the analytics, the analytics that he receives before a series. Mm-hmm. And it is insane, dude. He gets the spin rate. For every opposing pitcher. Really? Yeah. Like, and it's because obviously a baseball that has more spin, it's harder to barrel. So he is, when I asked him early in the count, what is he looking for? He's looking for straight speed. He's Mm -hmm. not looking location. He's not looking pitch type. He's just looking velocity of the pitch. That's, yeah, that that makes total sense. I've always wondered how, you know, big leaguers, how they approach that. Like, you always say like, you know, they usually sit in pitches, but that makes total sense. Like they can cover the plate. It's just, and, and, yeah, it's like they got to make sure their timing's down between, you know, 90, 95, 96 and 88. That's exactly what he said too, was he had, he has total plate coverage. If he's sitting speed, he'll hit a pitch. It doesn't matter if it's outer third, inner third, down the dick. Yeah. He's still going to swing because he knows he has plate coverage. To be that fucking good, yeah, I know it's crazy, <laughs> but yeah, like we got to get him on here. I have like that, the conversation I had with him. It was like seven minutes long. I was in a Chick Fil A line, and I called him because I was with one of my young bucks, who's a stud, and I just wanted to have a conversation, pick his brain a little bit. But like that's a that's a whole another can of worms that we can go down with him. Um, so shout out to Corey Acton. Uh, but I will tell you that I don't think. We're ever going away from the analytics of baseball until, to be honest with you, we're dead. <laughs> You're dead. I, yeah, I agree. Let Corey know. Corey's always welcome. And we never did that Avengers or Marvel ranking. Remember he said that? Oh, say less, dude. I'll, uh, I'll, yeah, that was a while ago. I'll line like, him up with that. Yeah, he yeah. wanted to rank the Marvel, every Marvel film, like in order. I remember mm-hmm. him saying that. Yeah, yeah Say less. We we spoke briefly after you know Black Panther died. He was a little shaken up about that, but you know we'll get him back on here. Um, moving back to the the Dodgers though, do you guys think that their World Series window is like closed? In my opinion, I think they probably have like one, maybe two. 
but that's it. Left? Yes. I think their window just just opened wide. I mean, I would say that too, but Walker Bueller was shaky this whole season, he which kind of concerned me because he's like not young anymore. He's like 26. You know what I mean? Like you're getting into the years where it's like, you know, like these are supposed to be like almost getting to the prime years. And then Kershaw's getting old. So you're going to lose him. I mean, also too, I forgot to mention this. That's what we were doing. And then we kind of sidetracked. Do you think David Price feels like an idiot because he opted out for the season and now he's in the rank? Does he have one? Yeah, he's he has one with the Red Sox. Yeah, he don't give a shit. Cares? It's a ring. I mean, I agree with you, but I, I, I mean, first of all, I'll never hear Dave, David Price's. I'll never hear David Price's name again in a in a high pressured situation. He's done. So take your money and adios, muchacho. Um, what maybe was the, a, to answer your question, maybe a little bit feels like an idiot, but like you know, he thought he, he was doing what's best for his fam, and you know, you just never know with this COVID shit. Oh, wait a minute, yeah, yeah, yeah. He opted out of the COVID year, right? Yeah, he he still gets the ring, Papa. I'm sure it's like I a, would, a, a I'm sure it's a ball a club decision. Did, why would you want a ring that you contributed absolutely nothing to? Sell that shit, Bobby. He's he's a hundred percent getting a ring. I, I wouldn't want it. I would take that shit. I would. Unless I, was hurt. Unless I was hurt. If I opted out on my own terms, I would not want it because I would feel scummy that I opted out. And, you know, that's, of course, is right with the whole COVID thing. Like, he felt that he needed to do that to, like, stay safe for his family um, and whatever. But, I mean, if you just didn't contribute anything, like, you didn't earn it. I don't, did nothing. I don't, I don't care. I take that shit. <laughs> that, but, that, but that's like saying, that's like saying, like, in game two of the year, you rupture your ACL and your Achilles and you're done for the year. Or you, I, you, I just said that if you got an injury, then I said I wouldn't care. You oh, I injured. know, but, it, but it's the same premise. No, it's not because you didn't leave on your own terms. But you didn't contribute. Yes, but David Price left like with his like he said, I'm leaving. You know, someone that like tears their ACLs and say, "Hey, I'm leaving." Like, no, they unfortunately got hurt. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I'm taking that fucking ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm taking that. Ring. I don't, yeah, I don't give a shit. Uh, and to answer your question, dude, I think the window's wide open. I think they have the best lineup in baseball. Yeah, I think yeah, their pitching might be a little lacking there, but you know, the lineup don't sleep, man. That thing, that thing just eats. That thing eats, dude. Well, <laughs> eats, like, they're like, so good. Jock, <laughs> Jock Peterson's a free agent. Justin Who cares? Him. Who cares about Jock? Uh, I do. I love that dude. I love him too, but like they don't. They tried to trade him for a reason, so they don't need him. You have Mookie and Belly in the outfield. Uh, Rios too. Oh, dude, my brother knows Rios real well. Right. Uh, yeah, Rios is legit. Uh, Turner, they're gonna resign. Plus most bizarre thing in the world getting covid test positive and then getting pulled in the sixth and then still coming out and celebrating like he don't give a fuck dude i uh, mean I, as much as i yes and let me hop in as much as i like denounce that i 100 percent would have done the same thing 1000 percent. i was like this dude is a fucking moron dude like that was my first thought this guy's an idiot bro so dude, dumb i would have been right that, there it wasn't that for me if he had a mask on, I personally would not have cared. But he walked out there without a mask on. Yeah, but think about me. it. 
but think about it too. And here's and here's why I, I feel that way too. Like he, what I heard, he got pulled right before the game started, so he's already been around these bulls. No, for, no, no, no. He got pulled in the sixth from the game. Yeah, he was over three. Oh, dude, exactly. He's already been around these dudes. He's already slapped hands. He's already been in close contact within breathing distance of every single person that dug out and for how long before. It doesn't fucking matter at that point. Yeah, yeah he put was, a mask on. You're right, Jed. I put a mask on, but I would have been right there. He, he was in the clubhouse. Like, I've been slamming my own but, bottles of beer instead. But, dude, dude here, here, did you see when they got the trophy? This dude went up to his girlfriend and kissed her on national television after he tested positive. I'm just sitting there like, dude, like you're just digging. Well, she don't get hole. it anyway, so. Dude, I but like, I, like the Palmer said, bro. Like, yeah, you should probably wear a mask, but I, I, you bet your bottom dollar that like I'd be on that dog pile, 100 percent, 100 percent, and I, and I and I would be coughing all on these motherfuckers. Like, let's get it. We want to ring. Let's get, let's get this COVID together. Well, and especially like what they went through, like how many years of being like so fucking close and then finally happening. Yeah. I'm, fuck it, dude. I'm dude, going they, out there. They got the best doctors in the world, bro. Like he's fine. He'll get a couple IVs. He'll be fine. Like there's a reason why no celebrities have died from COVID. The Illuminati. Well, I mean, I mean, I, mean, I was thinking like good doctors and, and money. <laughs> But, like, I'm sure we can go down the Illuminati trail if you wanted to. <laughs> uh, Back to the World Series. L.A. Uh, won- is a winning uh, city now. Um, they're all saying it's for Kobe, obviously, Kobe Bryant. Uh, the Lakers won last week and the Dodgers won this week. Uh, that's something special just to mention real quick. But after the World Series was over... Um, music to my ears when Rob Manfred walked out on that field and was absolutely booed for like 10 minutes while he was trying to talk and give the World Series MVP to trophy to Corey Seager. And everyone was just booing him. Not to mention he was like plastered because he was like his words. He was like talking like this and had a huge list. And it was so funny. And he just like didn't know what to do. And he had no idea where he was. Yeah, he but, sucks. And I'm so happy that they were booing the living crap out of him. Um Dude, on the on the L.A. note and the for Kobe thing, I saw mm-hmm. Kuzma tweeted, and this is fucking creepy. That was the Lakers' 17th championship and the Dodgers' 7th championship. You add them up, it's 24. I knew we were going to get these numbers all fucking wild. I, know, I was just going to say that, dude. I hate when people fucking do that. Like, like wild. The, all like the algorithm. algorithm that I can't speak. You know what word I was trying to say. Algorithm. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just for the record, thank you for bringing that up. I'm very proud of you, the way that you pronounced a Rosarena. <laughs> We're making strides. Um, what what did I say the first time? Like, I don't even know what I said. <laughs> it was a couple weeks ago when we got introduced to him. Um, breaking news today, though, this came out like about an hour ago. The Yankees did approve Zach Britton's $14 million option, so he will be back on the team as long as Zach Britton agrees to his player option it was a mutual option so the yankees did say yes and now we're just going to be awaiting what his thing is i'm sure he's going to say yes it's 14 million dollars there's no shot that he would get that on free agency in my opinion but the yankees it looks like they're going to have the money to spend so why not waste it i guess cashman um tony larusa today has been announced as he will be returning as the head coach of the chicago white Sox. this dude is really old he's already 76 i don't know what he's doing like, why was this a good idea? Larusa. Yeah. Larusa. 
This was a desperation move. Most people are going younger. They're taking the opposite approach of going to the retirement home to pull people out to, to try and resurrect their baseball team. I don't I, I, I hate this move to be honest with you. I think that I think his time's up. Uh, and I think it shows you how much managers don't do. Yeah, and I mean, I never liked the guy too. I mean, I know he's a, a good manager, and you know he's managed some really good teams. Um, but it goes back to you know I hate the Cardinals, but it, that is interesting too. I, I, and I think you're kind of how you were saying like the Rays were one piece away. This may be something that the White Sox think. You know, we're one piece away because um, who is it? Renteria they got rid of. Yeah, was the manager. Um, who like was a pretty good manager and did a lot of really good things with the young ball club. So it, it is kind of interesting timing because I feel like the White Sox totally exceeded expectations and for them to fire their manager and go in what would seem to be a different direction. Um, I didn't realize he was 76, but, you know, I think he wasn't he like manning the Major League Baseball's uh, Hall of Fame. It wasn't the total committee, but it was like the second chance committee that like didn't require baseball writers to vote on it it was like this committee got to pick it i know that i remember he was the head of that for a while and that pissed me off yeah he he was the head of something in the front office of mlb he was doing like something joe torrey's doing he was doing something similar to that he was involved i don't know exactly what he was doing but he was definitely involved in mlb still since he left it it was a 16 member veterans committee that could induct people like they weren't baseball writers or anything. Oh, okay. Dude, but like do that still. Dude, like What's up, dog? Uh, the the guy's two years away from playing bingo. Like what are we doing here? You know? Like, I don't know. I guess you can't replace someone's knowledge for the game no matter how old they are. But I just don't think I, yeah. I, I just don't like the move. How does yet yeah, a 76-year-old connect with and resonate with, you know, 20, young 20-year-old, 20 you know, Dominican players? Yeah, they're all like 22, 23. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Uh, shocking news today. Brad Hand has been placed on outright waivers so the Indians could save a few million dollars. Some people have said it's only like exactly one million dollars. Uh, one million, yeah, one million dollars, and it's going to be a ten million dollar option. But I don't understand why not trade him. Why did they just instead go out and put him on outright waivers? I mean, if no one claims him, he just becomes a free agent. So they're basically going to get absolutely nothing out of him. Sometimes I think teams just don't deal with it. Or my guess is if they didn't. If they didn't get anything, if they didn't get offered anything for him, my guess is they, you know, they they weren't they weren't offering. Um, you know, they they save like a million bucks if they if they do it the way they do it. But um, yeah, I just think sometimes they just don't want to deal with it. And, and, I, and I think if they, if they could have gotten something for him, they probably would have they would have tried. And it probably just came back where. No one's gonna. No one's gonna trade for the guy. Yeah, and this is uh, this news broke out today too. It's great news. 
uh, Roberto Zuna scumbag, uh, was also put on outright waivers. Good, glad. I hope he never pitches, uh, touches a baseball again. If you're not, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about and why I'm saying he's a scumbag, this is the guy that beat up his wife and should be locked up in jail, but somehow got away with it. And the Houston Astros let him play because it's a trash organization. Okay. Corey Kluber has also been cleared for normal offseason training. He was declined his $18 million option from the Texas Rangers, so now he's a free agent. Um, do you guys think if he signs with someone, is it going to be past prime Corey Kluber? He's been hurt the past two seasons. He's like pitched like I think like 10 innings combined. Like He's pitched like nothing. I wouldn't even sign him. He's 34, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, 34 coming off back-to-back years where, you know, season-ending injuries and, you know, his best pitch was a slider. You know that thing has just wreaked havoc on his elbow and his shoulder. Yeah, and I would also wonder if it's just something that someone just takes a flyer on just because, like, the potential that he has, but, like, you're not expecting that. But, like, hey, for, like, 10 million bucks, who knows? Well, I was going to even say even less. I just know for for damn sure it ain't going to be 18 million. That was the easiest decision that organization has ever made. Yeah, I know. I honestly sort of don't even understand what the Rangers did this whole trade for. Um, what was the point of the trade? You know, they they used him for this this year, and I think he only threw one inning, mm. and that was it. That like, sucks. I don't understand why they traded him to begin with. Like, why did you go out and get him? And you just gave away prospects. For Probably just could. Probably just what you're saying, hoping to catch that lightning in the bottle. But, you know, they were a pretty bad yeah. team this year, too. So, like, it's not like they were, like, one piece away. Yeah, moving from baseball, though, it's time for the movie fact. Um, I'm sorry if you're not enjoying these. I enjoy them. Um, but this one's very interesting. It's about my favorite movie of all time, Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Um So in the early script of Gladiator, which came out in 2000, it included gladiators endorsing products throughout the field or throughout the arena. While historically this is accurate, it was removed from being too unbelievable for the audiences and Ridley Scott, the director, did not like it. So basically Mm -hmm. they were going to have like modern stuff, but like kind of like, you know, like make it look ancient and just kind of like hidden. That would have made so stupid and I'm so glad they didn't do that. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really glad he took that out. No, totally. I think that would have, you know, I still would have liked the movie, but that definitely would have changed my perception of that entire scene. Yeah, I, I would I'd not have liked that one bit. The movie's I think perfect. Dean would have liked it. <laughs> I mean, I can already so imagine. I already know what they would have done. They would have, like, had, like, advertisements on the shields that are, like, the steel company or something. Oh, yeah. And, like, whoever made the swords and shit, whoever made your armor. Yeah, I already know what that was going to be. But um, before I wrap up this edition of Major League Talk, Dino, what's your final thought? Uh, First of all, before I get into the final thought, we get some breaking news. Trevor Lawrence tested positive for COVID. He's out versus Boston College this weekend. Um, more information to follow from that. Dude, I think per the NCAA, I thought it was, you have to, it's three weeks you're out. Yeah. So he might be out. For so that's a couple, a couple weeks. Yeah. Unless you get back to back to back negatives, which is possible. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, AJ Hinch is now the favorite to be the new Detroit Tigers manager. 
as of this report, which was at 7.42 p.m. about two hours ago. That didn't and take very long. No, of course not. And um, what was the other one I just saw? What was the other one I just saw? La Russa. NASA the- found water on the white side of the moon on Mars. Yeah, they, they, they believe that there's more. Okay. They believe that there's more water on, on the moon that was previously expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the other thing I just read, dude? This was like really important. This is really important. Uh, oh, uh, rest in peace to the XBU hockey player, uh, Travis mm-hmm. Roy. Obviously, that. you know, spinal cord injury treatment in which he died at 45. Very sad day. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I'll segue into hockey. Oh, that was it. Uh, LaMelo Ball sliding down draft boards because he's absolutely bombing interviews. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> bombing job interviews is what they said. League no sources way. have said that it seems as if they these teams are not willing to invest buku dollars in someone who is not necessarily taking their job interviews as serious as expected. No way. Doesn't so, surprise me. His dad's an idiot. No, I, I, yeah, no, hundred percent. However, league sources also have explained that no team beyond ten has done research on him. So he's yeah, he's no way he goes past ten. However, top five teams: 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 have all increased research on him based well, on. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't go top five. I think he does. I think he probably goes top three. However, if there was anyone in doubt that thought that this was a clear-cut number one pick or number two pick, that is now in question mm-hmm. and could slide down draft boards quickly. What an idiot. This would be the first time, I think, in the NBA we would see some sort, some sort of slide very similar to what we see in the NFL. Oh, Aaron Rodgers slide. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah, Bo Callahan slide, you know, draft day. No, my final thought is this. I have recently purchased the new NHL 21 video game, EA Sports Canada. It's their title franchise. <sighs> Where to start? Hmm. EA Sports has had a problem for years for coming out with basically copies of video games. They take the copy of 2017, they update some rosters, change a few engines, I guess you could say, and then release the game the following year. Change their makeup a little bit. Yeah. NHL has been doing this for almost four years now, maybe even five, to the point where the game has now become, hmm, fun for everybody. And that's not fun. When a game is fun for everybody, it's no longer fun. So I have played probably 40 games. I think it is 40 games. I think I have 212 points, which Jedi, if you don't know what points are, it's goals plus assists. So in like in 40, EA Sports Hockey League or in yeah, yeah. Be a Pro? No, no. Be a Pro is hard as shit. But in the EA Sports Hockey League, I think I have 212 points in 40 games. What? Okay. Which is about like five points a game. What? Every single game you play, it's like a nine eight seven six game. If you're up five nothing, 
there is a solid chance you lose that game eight <laughs> seven. The ice tilt is unbelievable. Yeah. And I feel, and my question and my thought, my this is where my final thought came from, is how the fuck do you have a title video game and you are EA Sports Canada Oof. and fuck up a hockey game? <laughs> how do you do that? That's like being a South African culture creating a fucking cricket game and making it shitty. How do you do that? That's like being a German company and having a curling game and it sucks ass. (laughs) Oh my God. It's bad. So out of 10, I give it a four and a half out of 10. No way. That low. Yeah. It's very frustrating. And like, is that four and a half coming from the Bia Pro? All right, like realistically, it's probably like a six seven, but only because I'm a hockey fan. But like, but like, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not happy with this game. And there's a reason why I haven't bought Madden in fucking five years. Totally, yeah, dude. We were in that one Madden league. That was the dopest thing ever. We had like eight dudes in it, and then the next year, I think it was yeah, like 2016 Madden sucked. It sucked. It was like you know, the year they changed up how to catch. Yeah. You know, it's just bullshit, dude. Video games are very annoying. So if you're a video game player and you're listening, PGA 2K21. There is my review. Well, that's all for this edition of Major League Talk. Make sure to follow us on social media at JD with Sports. You guys got anything else? Fuck off. <laughs> No, uh, just the last little thing. Uh, what? It's really just football now. Like, we just got football until the end of the year, I think. I'm so depressed that you just said that. Yeah, like I, I think a couple – I think NBA was talking about coming back uh, at the beginning of the year, but uh, the Players Association was, Association was like, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. College basketball is coming back. Really? Correct. When? Um, if you give me uh, two seconds to just bullshit, because I am Dang, no way. doing it right now. So does that mean they're going to do a tournament? Uh, yes, turn nuggets. Uh, November 25th, Villanova opens up. No way. All right, cool. So like a, less than a month. Yeah. And they play uh, Saturday, December 15th. Oh my God, dude. I hope they allow fans. Saturday, no December 19th. Not in it? Philadelphia. No, Virginia, Madison Square Garden. Yep, that's it for me. Hey, peace out, boys. See ya. Oh